0: Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com.
1: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCAD.com, and I'm Scott Jason with FogNet. This is a replay of WIBW's
2: TV show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24/7 Sports
1: Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com, and the man across the studio for me is Scott Chasen of Fog.net. Scott, we both had an off week. Did you accomplish anything?
2: I really didn't. They say it's a good time to to reflect for self-scout, to really analyze your shortcomings and figure it all out. Instead, I just slept in every day.
1: I had a cookie instead. You can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash The Drive Show, on Twitter at The Drive 13. And, of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode, of the drive, you can listen to an audio only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at both gopowercat.com and fog.net. And we will start things off with our two minute drill. The two minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's, your work boot center.
2: Well, Kansas State has lost two in a row, took this weekend off to prepare for its final three games, starting with a game at Iowa State. Fitz, can the 4-2 Wildcats regroup stay in the running for a spot in the Big 12 championship game?
1: Yeah, they can. 4-2 um, is their record in the conference, of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. and they are still in that mix of teams. Everyone has uh, a loss or two, it seems like. Um, it's just amazing to watch this conference right now because um, there's so much parity and balance. And I just wonder if Kansas State is going to be able to get back in the mix They've run into some offensive issues, and if they want to make a surge here, all of these games are winnable. At Iowa State, at Baylor, Texas at home in early December, they're all winnable, and they're all losable, honestly. Um, And particularly if you get into the problems with turnovers, mistakes at untimely points of the game, K-State really doesn't have much to overcome that. Kansas State has to get better offensively. They have to find some new things that are really working for the Wildcats. Uh, They did a lot of the, you know, kind of option read there by Will Howard, guy coming in motion for a jet sweep. Does he hand it off? Does he keep it? Uh, Will's got to play better, there's no doubt. But without him, they wouldn't have been in the game against Oklahoma State a week ago. Uh, And now he really needs to kind of tighten up his game and get K-State in a pretty good position here. What gives me optimism here though, is the fact that K-State's defense continues to be pretty good. Uh, The the stats don't always show it, but I mean they really held Oklahoma State in check with only 13 offensive points scored by the Cowboys and special teams always kind of lurking under the surface. Both West Virginia and Oklahoma State, I say the two best defenses in this conference, did a good job in special teams kind of holding their own and not letting K-State get the big play. K-State can get back to making some of those big plays, get back to not turning the ball over, and just be good on offense, solid on offense. They can win all three of these games. And really, when you go to Iowa State, it's going to be about pressuring the quarterback and stopping a very good running back and, the defense is capable of doing both of those things.
2: Yeah, doesn't, doesn't it always seem like when you have one area that's striving, you know, that, that's so far, maybe not so far ahead, but certainly ahead of the other areas, all you ask those other areas to do is not lose you the game. Right. I, I think that's the K-State offense right now. If the K-State offense doesn't lose you the game, the other areas of the ball are good enough to actually go out and win it.
1: And that's really what Will Howard did in his first start as quarterback. He didn't do anything wrong. He did some good things, but he didn't do anything wrong. And now he started to do some things wrong and they haven't been good enough to make up for that. Well, Scott, the Jayhawks had a bye week also before they played Texas last year, screwed that up, but don't worry about it. They (laughs) ended up hanging 48 points on the Longhorns. Is there any reason any reason to believe a breakout game could be coming this week in Lawrence
2: look it's it's really tough to see now there there
1: are a few of those same factors
2: right obviously it's the same opponent they played Texas after the bye week last year they will do it again this year Uh, Texas has been vulnerable defensively I think that was true last year again that's true this year Uh, You have a quarterback who is starting to get more comfortable, Although I would say the Oklahoma game was a step back and, you know, he got banged up. We still don't know his status uh, coming off this Oklahoma game. He took nine sacks, the last of which uh, kind of left him sprawled out on the field. There's also some optimism because this game is at home, and and you know I, I know people maybe think home road doesn't really matter this year. I would counter that and say look at what Kansas has done at home versus on the road, and no they haven't been close or competitive really in any game except maybe you could argue West Virginia, maybe you could argue uh, Iowa State, one of those. The West Virginia game was a road game, but. Kansas State, the special teams at Kansas State, the special teams were a disaster. At Baylor, Kansas allowed two return touchdowns. At Oklahoma, I mean, that was a bloodbath. That's three of your four road games right there, and they were about as, I mean, dreadful as, as they could possibly have been. They were uh, performances that, that featured some abnormalities in terms of issues in the return game, uh, not just issues protecting the quarterback, but kind of historic issues protecting the quarterback. So I think the the fact that Kansas gets to return home, has a couple weeks to continue to prepare uh, an offensive line playing all sorts of new positions with guys who maybe don't have the reps playing together because they didn't get those chances in the spring. I think that's maybe a a potential positive sign. You also think about a young quarterback in Jalen Daniels and that every single week is going to help this now 18-year-old develop, learn the offense, learn what he's doing a little bit more The one thing missing from last year, what did you have? You had a veteran quarterback. You had a a much more veteran offensive line. Hakeem Deneji was playing pretty well in the NFL today for the Cincinnati Bengals. Kansas would love to have him back at left tackle. They'd love to have Carter Stanley back at quarterback. You don't have those things, so I don't know how much optimism you can have.
1: Well, we'll get to this in the predictions, but the spread really shocked us. It was really amazing. Well, let's look to the future, Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> With only a few weeks of the regular season left, what is one thing Kansas can accomplish to make this year a success? And then I'll answer the same for K State when you're done.
2: Yeah, well, look, is it too simple to just say win a game? I mean, I mean, maybe it's be competitive in the last three games, but you've seen young players shine. There was a pass from a true freshman that, oh, by the way, went to another true freshman on a fourth down conversion, Jalen Daniels to, to Luke Grimm. And then Oh, here's another true freshman, Daniel Highshop, running for a touchdown. So you've seen the young players flash at times. You've seen a lot of freshmen get reps and get opportunities. I I don't think Kansas fans are asking for the moon and the stars. I think they're asking for, like, just a little piece of an asteroid or something, if you want to stick with this comparison. (laughs) Like, they just want to see close competitive football and and not be embarrassed when they go to work or they talk to their friends, and their friends are saying, wow, Kansas lost by how much? They want to see competitive football. They want to see some growth. Uh, They want to see some progress. So uh, in lieu of a win, although I think opportunities may be there, continued development and and maybe a couple close respectable losses. Uh, I I think for Kansas fans, that's what they want to see,
1: Fitz. I tell you what, for K-State, you know what? I picked them to be 5-4 in the conference, and I think I was fairly optimistic with that. After they lost Arkansas State, if you told me they'd be at 4-2 and two right now, I thought you were insane. <laughs> Winning the next four games after that lost Arkansas State is absolutely incredible. So what do they need to do to make this a success? I think just simply finishing above 500 in the Big 12. Win one more game. You've got three left. All are winnable. Baylor, uh, in the middle of those three games, is probably the most winnable, even though it's on the road. Go get one more. Get your five wins. And, if, Scott, if they win two more and end up at 6-3 and three at worst in the conference, that's a roaring success for a coach in his second year coming off a season-opening loss to a team that they, frankly, should have beaten. So uh, I think all these signs of progress for K-State have been apparent this year, but also you can tell they are not you know, a really loaded football team. So finding a little success with five conference wins, getting to six, Yeah, I think most people would take it. How about the dichotomy
2: there of each of us saying, hey, one more win, but for kind of dramatically (laughs) different reasons.
1: Exactly. Now, a quick look at your poll question results. And the poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate.
2: Last week's question was: Do you believe the Big 12 will have a team in the college football playoff? Get a load of these results. Wow. So do you think the Big 12 will have a team in the playoff? The answer: No. Ninety percent. I've never seen a Twitter poll that lopsided. It's uh, unbelievable. After that, Oklahoma State five percent yes. Uh, Oklahoma three percent. Iowa State two percent. I kind of think Oklahoma is the best team in the conference, but I understand
1: they have two losses. It's going to be hard for them to, to get that's, in there. That's amazing. This week's question. Question is this: K-State at four and three finishes the season at Iowa State, at Baylor, and versus Texas. What will the Wildcats' final record be? There's your answers: A, seven and three, which means they win all three; B, six and four; C, five and five; or D, four and six. Are going to lose the other three? Make sure you vote on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. Well, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill. But we will be
2: right back with more on KU and K-State on the Drive.
1: Welcome back to The Drive as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. The two-minute drill sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center.
2: Fitz, Kansas State was picked last in the Big 12 preseason poll. What needs to happen for the Cats to avoid the cellar?
1: Well, first of all, let me clarify that I, I would agree with that, just based on what they have coming back, which is very little. They have the three freshmen uh, from last year, they're back to be sophomores, and Mike Magrilla, senior. That's all you have coming back from a team that finished last last year. So that's good and it's bad. I mean, it's both. You usually want a little more experience, not so much rebuilding, uh, but then again, just get rid of the team that you had that was so bad, keep the parts you want, and move on. Uh, Kansas State can get out of the cellar at the end of the year, by the end of the year, with a simple formula, stay healthy. Scott, this season's gonna be so weird. I mean I don't know how much basketball we're actually going to be able to play because if you lose two players three players you know you have contact tracing quarantines that dramatically changes basketball teams and might make it if you add in injuries impossible for a team to play so if you're a team like Kansas State you're young and you're new and you're trying to learn you just want to be competitive you want to show some signs of hope well stay healthy stay mm-hmm. out of situations where you might end up with covid19 and miss three weeks of basketball that's a lot of games mm-hmm. that's a lot of basketball so just stay on track keep improving i'm my hopes for the season well all i want is improvement and with by that measurement i think this group can can meet it but i also think there's signs that they might have some real players here they might have some A legitimate big man. They might have some young guys that can fill it up from the outside. But we will see. And another key to this might be Bruce Weber's a veteran coach, and he's already talked about having to go back into his his old routines of things that you had before all of the fancy equipment and just get out on the track and run and do some things. Well, he's going to have to pull out some old school miracles probably (laughs) to get this team over the hump. But it's going to be kind of fun to watch. His team will be fun.
2: You know, some coaches taking the approach, we heard, that I guess, Joe Dooley, a former KU assistant, of put everything in now, put all your plays in now, you'll be bad at all of them, but if you have to shut everything down, at least everyone knows everything, you can practice it while the the dead period is going on. I I imagine it'll be hard with so many new players, so many young guys, it'll be interesting to see the approach Bruce Weber takes there.
1: The good news is for K-State fans, this team seems more bonded than the previous team, which was part of the problem last year. Well, Scott, you were able to catch up with KU Basketball Bill Self. He tried to get away from you, apparently, a few days ago, and he mentioned a surprising name as the team's top performer so far. What's the latest buzz from the KU Basketball program with the opener coming up next Thursday? Yeah. Really? It's it's getting there.
2: It's getting there. It a week is. from Thursday. now. Look, you would think that uh, Bill Self has a senior on this team in Marcus Garrett, who is like his absolute favorite player that he's coached. He hasn't come out and said that, but he's called him one of his favorites. He's uh, identified him as the player he relates most to. Garrett has been an extension of him on the floor and a great defender and yet the name he gave was David McCormick. I found it so interesting that, you know, David McCormick is the guy who has to fill in for Yudoka Azubuki, that guy you see dunking there. And uh, it was a game in Kansas City last year where David McCormick went off, I think, for 28 points. He could have had a lot more, if I remember correctly, he didn't even play 20 minutes in that game. He was just red hot against an overmatched opponent. Now, David McCormick is very different than Uh, Yudoka Asabuki than a lot of KU big men because of, look what you just saw, his ability to step away from the basket and hit a shot 15, 16, 17, 18 feet out. And he actually makes them at a pretty high rate. He was a good free throw shooter in conference play. He showed the ability with his athleticism to even go up and dunk the ball on lobs. I think he had one notable poster dunk in a game uh, against Iowa State last year. So he has the ability the question for him has always been his feel for the game because he's got the technical skill, he's got the size, he's got the strength. He was McDonald's All-American, but he's always looked so sped up when he gets on the court. And He doesn't foul at a crazy rate, but he's had times where he'll pick up three fouls in like two minutes. Or against Baylor, I'm pretty sure he fouled out at Baylor in five minutes or four minutes, something like that. So for him, it's a matter of feel. It's a matter of, uh, do I know my job? Am I moving too quickly? Is the game slowing down? Am I putting myself out of position because I'm so over eager and anxious to make a play? Uh, you've seen it at times affect him in rebounding. It looks like he's, he's you know so ready to jump up and grab the ball. Sometimes he just misses it, doesn't get those rebounds. He's capable. He's very athletic. He's very skilled. He's a talented big man, but you can't always coach feel. Sometimes it's just something that has to happen. Kansas has a very limited front court without Silvio De DeSosa. The Jayhawks need David McCormick to be as good as Bill Self says he is right now.
1: You know, I, in my limited athletic career, Scott, hmm. not once in my life did a coach ever say I was sped up. Hmm. They never said I was going too fast <laughs> at anything. That's just weird. You'd think, you know, with this, this, you'd think, yeah. Anyhow, now we're going to step out of bounds. And Out of Bounds is brought to you by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years.
2: Well... Fitz, in your athletic career, no, I'm just kidding. The Chiefs, like KU and K-State, had the week off. Nothing.
1: Nothing going on.
2: (laughs) But things seem to be coming together in Kansas City. So, Fitz, here's a a simple question for you. If you had to take the Chiefs or the field to win the AFC, to come out of the AFC, head to the Super Bowl, who are you picking?
1: Now, are we talking about the Chiefs versus the rest of the AFC or when you say the field, the actual field, because I'll take everyone (laughs) over the field. The field's not going to do anything. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are on the cusp of really breaking through and and becoming special again. And here's why. Because teams are defending them in different ways. They're really trying to take away the pass so they run the ball. Then the defense kind of adjusts and they try to do some other stuff. Patrick Mahomes finds something else that works throwing the ball. They try to take away Tyreek Hill deep. Okay, good enough, but you can't keep an eye on him all the time. He finds ways to get open. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl this year. I'm not sure they'll win or not, but this team is really good. Defense is good, and now special teams are playing pretty well too.
2: Yeah, you know, I think about it like the Golden State Warriors in the NBA, and people would say, would you want the Warriors or the field? And, you know, look, there are so many teams in the field, right? There's 29, you know, you could pick so many. Even if they make the finals, there's another team they're playing. you got a 50-50 shot. But the Warriors won four titles in a five-year span. I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to do the same thing. But I just look at the matchups. I say, you know, I see the Ravens and the Steelers, teams that love to blitz. And then I see the Chiefs who have the quarterback who's the best in the NFL against the blitz. Cam I see an offense, an offense that's borderline unstoppable. I see defenses trying, like you mentioned, doing everything they can to slow them down. Uh, you know, the one-game playoff each round scenario makes it a little bit harder. Only one bye week, potentially no bye week. That also makes it harder. I trust the Chiefs more than I trust anyone else. So, yeah, I think I would take them, too. I agree. Well, now let's hear from the fans. And our fan question this week, Fitz, it's for you, uh, is the basketball team in Manhattan really going to be as bad as everyone thinks this year? That's from Zach in Topeka.
1: Zach, they're not going to be great. But unlike last year where they were bad, I think this group is going to really give you effort, uh, give you hope. Uh, You can see signs of uh, a future in them. They're loaded they have 10 freshmen or sophomores and they're 12 scholarship players, one senior and a junior college transfer. So even that junior is an experience. So it's gonna be rough. Uh, pandemic isn't helping, uh, but just, just give them time. I think that, I think you'll find reasons to hope. It's, it's there, don't worry, it'll be there eventually. A
2: very positive yeah. fits on today's oh. show. Oh. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive.
0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back as we head down the homestretch of this week's show. Now it's time to take a look at our predictions. And remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page, at TheDrive13. Here are last week's results. The fans have taken the lead, tied with me. They went 2-1. Scott and I both went 1-2, and and we have a tight race. We have a tight race. It's getting exciting here at the drive. (laughs) Let's get started with this week's picks. We start with Kansas State. I find it a little bit amazing. A 10.5-point underdog at Iowa State. Will the Cyclones beat K-State by a? 11 or more.
2: Yeah, every line this week is too big, and I think I'm on the wrong side of almost all of them. I'll good. take Iowa State and not feel great about it.
1: Yeah, I think K-State will at least keep this game close. Mm-hmm. That's what they've done every game except for West Virginia.
2: Next, Texas minus 29.5 at Kansas. Fitz, I'm, I'm taking Kansas. Again, don't feel great, but that is so many points. I,
1: I'm, I'm going to take Texas. I don't feel good about it, but I'm going to take Texas because I think KU is just done. I mean, they're just going to get what they can out of this season, which is a good thing to do, but it's not going to be a victory, I don't think. Our last game of the week is the biggie, Oklahoma State. Also a a nine-and-a-half-point underdog at Oklahoma. (laughs) This is a really good game. I know Oklahoma's Mm -hmm. playing a lot better than they were earlier in the year, but Oklahoma State's pretty darn good. Uh, I'll take Oklahoma State. I'll
2: take Oklahoma just from the perspective of I think Oklahoma's going to win, and I would rather go down... PICKING THE TEAM I THINK TO will WIN to win BY MORE THAN I WOULD PICKING A TEAM I DON'T THINK WILL WIN TO BE COMPETITIVE. DOES THAT MAKE SENSE? IT
1: ACTUALLY DID. HUH. huh. OKAY. AGAIN, MAKE yeah. YOUR PICKS ON OUR TWITTER PAGE, AT THE DRIVE 13. NOW IT'S TIME FOR OUR ON THE CLOCK SEGMENT. ON THE CLOCK IS SPONSORED BY CARPET ONE, by LOCAL FOR A STRONG LOCAL COMMUNITY. AND WE START AS ALWAYS WITH MR. SCOTT, CHASINGAFOG.NET. WELL, MAYBE ONE TIME WE'LL LET YOU GO FIRST. NO. <laughs>
2: Well, hey, I wanted to spend a little time on Ochai Abaji. He's coming back for his junior season. And uh, this was a guy who showed up on some draft boards before his sophomore year. That really inflated kind of the hopes and, and the expectations from the fan base for him. And, you know, people think he had a disappointing season. Maybe he did. He averaged 10 points per game. But he was second on the undisputed best team in college basketball in minutes and shot attempts. And he's praised as one of the best defenders in the conference. So yes, he did have a down year. He could have scored more. He could have been more consistent. He has as many games in his career with more than 20 points as he does zero points. But that's also been indicative of his role. Uh, He hasn't had this kind of set season where he's had to be the guy, the second guy, or even the third guy. This will be the first year that he's being asked to be the guy. I'm really interested to see what he brings because the Jayhawks need him to have some big time performances.
1: Well, as Scott said earlier in the show, for some reason, I'm in an optimistic mood. Can't explain it. Maybe it's because I've been locked in my house for the better part of nine months. Huh. Uh, K-State fans, just take a chill. Uh, you want a different quarterback. You want a different offense coordinator. You want a better b- basketball program. Just get through this year. K-State football is fine. It's on track. It's doing good things. It's going to meet my expectations. Aside from that lost Arkansas State, it's going to be fine. And basketball. Well, I use this phrase all the time, but it really is what it is. It's going to take some time to rebuild, and if you're okay with that, then just go along for the ride and see what happens, because it could be interesting. I think there'll be some bright spots. That's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media. Okay, picture this.
0: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.